0: smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the Unprecedented Podcast with John Uravosis and Cliff Schechter.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Tuesday, October 13th. Cliff. Johnny, how are you? Good. Good. John Urvosis here. Um, you know, we're in the middle of the Coney Barrett hearings, but honestly, God, these things, I just, I feel like, Okay, I don't feel Perfect. like it's
0: actually, for the most part, even worth addressing, John. That's yeah, what I was going to say. <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually angry that the Democrats are even giving her hearings. They should boycott the whole thing because they're, they're not yeah. going to be able to stop her, make the Republicans who have COVID come in if that's what they're willing to do and infect everybody else there, infect all the Republican colleagues, as as hope as, uh, I should say hopefully, that would be mean, but but as, as Mike Lee, who showed up without a goddamn mask the other day. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I honestly... I apologize, folks, but it I'm going
1: to be even
0: more harsh in my language because I literally, I fucking yeah. hate all these people. He was I,
1: infected I mean, at the Trump super spreader event, and then the Republican senator showed up at this event, and he was the only one not wearing a mask. <laughs> right. I
0: mean, these people are no no better than the worst criminals they'll come across. I mean, I honestly feel that way about almost all of them. I mean, here's the thing, and John and I can speak intelligently about this as people who were alive in the 80s. There got to be a point in time where if you knew you had AIDS and you knowingly had sex with somebody uh, without using protection and without telling them that you had AIDS, it was considered assault. And I, I literally have no understanding of how Mike Lee, who we all know is infected, he knows he's infected. So it can't be the claim of I didn't know. He knows. Walks Actually, into a I, place yeah, go on, and then I've got to mask. tell
1: you a point about the AIDS thing once okay. you finish. Go on.
0: He go walks, on. Into, walks into a room, a closed, condensed area without wearing a mask. And speaks openly in a way that could infect anybody else in that room. I yep. mean, these are just the most awful fucking criminals. I mean, I don't yep. know what else to say about yep. them.
1: And now, a word from our sponsor. Did you know that the average American has ninety-seven points they can add to their credit score and has no idea how to get them? Scoremaster didn't, didn't know that. Scoremaster is the new credit science that super boosts your credit score. Forget raising your credit score a few points. That's weak. The average <laughs> Scoremaster. I just like hold on. We need the. That's weak. Quack. <laughs> the goat uh, screaming goat that's the average scoremaster user raises their credit score 61 points in 20 days or less 61 points say your lot. credit score was in the high 500s to mid 600s when you bought that new car if you'd gone to scoremaster first and raised your credit score just the average 61 points you could have saved 9 grand on your car loan and if you'd gone to scoremaster before applying sorry cut you off doing your old oh, um <laughs> if you'd gone to scoremaster before applying for a home loan and raised your score just the average 61 points how many points cliff I believe it's 61. 61, our listeners get. You could have saved almost 100 grand over the life of your loan. If you own a business, you know how essential great credit is from getting a loan to funding projects to financing equipment. Go to ScoreMaster first and see how super boosting your business credit score can save you a fortune. ScoreMaster puts you in control of your finances, not the banks. Enroll in a few minutes and see how many plus points ScoreMaster can add to your credit score. Visit scoremaster.com slash That's scoremaster.com slash author. And now back to our show. Now, as a quick aside, only since you brought it up and people in the know may get pissed if they know, except that I agree with you. It was actually very controversial back uh, during the height of AIDS, late 80s, especially during the 1990s, um, because people were trying to criminalize it. And the concern was that even if somebody sort of – well, here's the question. It's an important tangent just because you mentioned it somebody has hiv they sleep around they don't use condoms they don't tell their partner first discussion became with sex mind you well shouldn't you have asked your partner if they had it in other words the guy didn't lie he just didn't tell you because you didn't ask and you didn't want him to use a condom right so there's this discussion with AIDS. a little more complicated there's also more guys let's be clear more guys and
0: gals but also women too so, I mean, it wasn't just – Yeah, uh, but
1: guys tend to – correct. Guys, guys tend, tend to transmit it, women are as much – Easier, yes, all yeah. that stuff's definitely yeah, true. But yeah. But, yeah. So, well, so that was the first issue. The second was, more importantly, AIDS activists will get very upset even today, and I saw somebody tweeting about it because there was a whole issue around the stigma of having AIDS and whether people would even come forward for treatment. And education, if they thought it was possibly criminalized that they were sleeping around or whatever. No, around. I don't get all of that. HIPAA. No, I get it. I agree with you. There.
0: But I agree it's with also, you. Also, remember the, You must have seen the band played and the band played on, right, John?
1: Uh, I've got to see the. Uh, which one, is this the new it's one? The that's one that's was one with that's
0: Matthew Modine and like Michael Keaton had all these famous stars. Steve Martin came out in the '90s about how I literally, you know, all all about uh, oh, Ian McKellen, all about how they essentially ignored. What they knew and reagan wouldn't say oh, the word the 90s. Ones, yes. yes it was a yeah i mean there's a big i think he's an hbo one of their early hbo productions that kind of put them on the map for creating their own content i think it was, hbo created it In any but, case look look it doesn't none of that matters here's what matters
1: um the, the
0: point that but i that, agree with you
1: i think if you're negligently well, not even negligently I, maliciously trying to spread your virus fuck right. you Well, and and, and
0: and and the point I was going to make is, understandably, it showed how in San Francisco, for example, when the health officials showed up to try to close down bathhouses, a lot of the gay population immediately started screaming, yelling, saying, this is discrimination. You're trying to push us back in the closet again. And from the history we've had in this country, I get that. I'm not saying I don't understand any of that stuff. I understand some of the concerns, but – a lot of the time, life is about competing concerns and one needs to think. and but we don't this have case, that here. That's the point. In, in this case, yeah. Well, and we don't even have it here. In this case, yeah. it's pretty simple. Like yeah. what would we say if uh, – <laughs> we, we had a Dr. Craig Spencer, our, our buddy. We've had him on twice. There was a point where he had Ebola. What would we say if he walked into a room, had Ebola, didn't tell anybody – and just walked around like normally and and right. did all that kind of stuff. And you knew, and he just a like party. you're, yeah. you're going to you know the one's going to argue with me and say, "Oh, well that's much more deadly." Well, we don't know. That's the whole point is we don't know who COVID is deadly to. If we, you're know super deadly. Spreader. we know it's deadly to 1 to 2% of the population. And yeah. we also know that above and beyond that, they're finding more and more cases of it causes long-term damage to lungs, hearts, other yep. things in a lot of other people and shortens their lives. Impairs their lives, costs them great medical bills, all the other things that happen because of this. Yep. He did that when he walked in that room, and it should be a yep. fucking crime. As so far as I agree, I'm...
1: this is not he a... should be walked
0: agree, out of that room in handcuffs. Yep. As yep. far as I'm, saying. I
1: mean, if anything, if anything, the problem is that there isn't a stigma around COVID. Is the problem? It's not that you've got a class that's being discriminated against and a disease that nobody wants to talk about. The problem is these people are literally deny. It's the people denying. Oh my God! If you take us back to the '90s, it's as if the religious right had AIDS and they were Correct. spreading it, right? I mean, it's 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 not it's not the underclass being discriminated against. It's right. the actual over the uber class that's the one sick. It's that's the one prominent it. white
0: asshole. Right. Who's I mean, bad, it I think was a big shot too in Utah, Mike Lee, who just yeah. like the rest of them was born into you know a position of where he couldn't yeah. fail if he tried, and he's tried really hard.
1: Actually, so let me step back. So the reason we're talking about this is Cliff and I both were having this gut sense that what's the point in talking about the Supreme Court nomination because there's nothing new to talk about and the hearings are kind of bullshit. What what I really wanted us to talk about today, but we can still branch out to Coney Barrett again, is um, the new polls, which are fabulous right. again. So I, I just – if you don't mind, I just want to close down that segment and say yeah,
0: these hearings are absolute bullshit. Um, the Democrats, as far as I'm concerned, should have not showed up, should have not I mean, again, I don't you know the rules better than me on on what it would have taken for the Republicans to get a quorum for what it, especially in the Judiciary Committee where they have a couple of sick members, but I would have made them, even if, if they're gonna install her anyhow, which they are, in an illegitimate process, which it is. Then make them go through the worst amount of pain and public, you know, uh, backlash and everything to do it. And to me, that would say, do not show up. Do not yeah. provide a unanimous consent on anything else because they're not going to pass a relief bill. So that's the only thing we need right now. They're not they're not even trying to do it because they don't care about people. Um, I would just shut them down and not do a damn thing that's what should have been yeah. done here instead they've got Diane Feinstein who I, uh, that's this is the last thing I'm going oh, to say on oh. this topic I just just to say she needs to go away i mean yeah, i mean I, 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 a long distinguished history but her time is past she is literally she thinks we're still living in the 1970s well, she's she, sitting there she's sitting around the damn yeah. court i'll just i just want to finish yeah. this no, right like, she's sitting there literally like still doubting whether we should get rid of the filibuster doubting whether we should add uh, well, I won't use that word, and you shouldn't either. Whether we, whether whether we should add justice to the courts, which we should, in terms of adding justices to, you know, to undo what Republicans have done, which we're going to talk about on this podcast. She right. just, she's, she's, she's useless. She's from fucking California, for Christ's sake. I, One of the I, liberal I, states in the country. She's, she's useless at this point.
1: She's too old.
0: And I don't.
1: I don't mean that as a number. I mean that as a state of being. She showed during Kavanaugh, and I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Although knowing our audience, there probably isn't anybody who's a great <laughs> Die Five fan, but maybe there are. But during Kavanaugh, I remember multiple times looking. And Grassley, I mean, it's Lindsey Graham running it, but he's not there right now. I think possibly. So Grassley's been the one, sort of, or Grassley's been the one taking the lead. Grassley's like 87. She's like 87. <laughs> right up. I think she actually is 87. Hold on. How old is Dianne Feinstein? She's
0: 86 or 87, something like that. 87. So both eighty-seven I mean, years old. To have now, somebody who has proven not up to it in the past. But I mean, she have and run these yeah. hearings is something only Democrats could do.
1: Again, just to put the finer <laughs> point during Kavanaugh, she was really bad. Grassley, surprisingly, mind you, they were both eighty-five at the time. Grassley was surprisingly really good, which was kind of annoying. Um, and she would sit there and kind of go, uh, well, uh, 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 and she'd look at her notes. She wasn't like boom, 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 able to come back to him. She shouldn't be on the freaking hearing, Graham. Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham's there. Lindsey Graham can go boom, boom, boom. Well, right. Well, yeah. well, I'm, sure, I'm sure he doesn't. It, but, well, he doesn't. he Tell us. It depends if it's it it <laughs> late night
0: in an alleyway somewhere. <laughs> and,
1: uh, oh, stop. <laughs> in on oh. Circle, but I'm not going to go in nah, there. Don't go there. Don't go there. Well, uh, oh. I mean, boom, boom, boom could be he Ma-ha's could be out playing boom, a, boom, a, a trombone boom. with
0: the band, not exactly. a rusty one, of course.
1: Exactly. Okay, but um, about. actually, uh, the, uh, in any case, but on uh, the you know let's but but here's the point here's the point right you've got literally you've
0: got some of these folks on there a number of whom are former prosecutors you've got you've got Kamala Harris for example um who's going to be VP if in the in the if the world they may want to keep her may want to keep her out of it but Amy Klobuchar you've got a number of people that are pretty good at this and Cory Booker and just having opening you know painstakingly weak or painfully weak, I should say, statement come from Feinstein just, okay, I'm done with it. Coney Barrett, it's pretty simple. If you don't believe she's going to overturn Roe, if you don't believe she's going to overturn marriage equality, if you don't believe she's going to overturn the ACA, please come to me and I will sell you bridges all over the world for vastly inflated amounts of money and I'll retire. Okay, none of this means anything. She's illegitimate. We know what she's going to do once she's installed in this court in an illegitimate and close to illegal way, and we're going to have to rectify that. Uh, and I'm done with everything I have to say about this and her. As Forrest Gump would say, John, that's all I got to say about that. Are you still here with me, John? Hello. Should I make John Aravosis jokes, everybody? Like seriously, he's frozen in time. He's like Lindsey Graham at the prom. He's he's like. He's like Rand Paul when he has to say hello to one of his neighbors. He's like Ted Cruz trying to get a hug from his daughter.
1: Can you hear me? Jesus Christ. Tom was clearly having a problem. Yeah. Let me pick up because we were right on. I'll I'll say it again. We were right on what's his face, Rob's point. So I'll just start that again. Um, Works for me. So Cliff, this leads us into, we might as well talk a little bit more about the court because Rob, one of our listeners had, um, our patrons had raised a question on Twitter to us literally a couple minutes ago saying, please, please, he didn't actually say that please bring up on the next podcast, how the GOP is against court packing. But they said that if Hillary won the election, they would have kept it at eight seats on the Supreme court for four years. That's court packing. Yes. What he's talking um, about is you had numerous – John McCain being one of them. You had numerous Republicans saying if Hillary becomes president in 2016, we are not going to fill any judicial appointments at all, and we'll just keep the court at eighth, the Supreme Court, and maybe even the lower courts. We wouldn't fill any, and we'd wait for the next Republican president.
0: Yeah, I, I want to go through, through the whole litany that. here actually. Please do. Um, first – and and I should have had it in front of me. One of the things that, I, that I'm just going to go from memory um, – and I, unless I don't, John doesn't mind if I open something right now,
1: eh, um, as long as we know why you're clicking, we accept it.
0: There you go, uh, Chuck Grassley legislation to hold down number of justices, along with Mitch McConnell. Okay, so um, he sponsored legislation. Um, okay, so, well, so I'm going to give. Yep. I'm going to go through the litany here. 2013. Where they are open, what the Republicans have been doing since Obama was elected. What you really need to understand about this is after Brown versus Board and Griswold versus Connecticut and Roe versus Wade, the Republicans through the Federalist Society, Alec, and other groups developed a plan, literally something that the kind of thing we never do, a 50 year type plan to take over America's courts so it wouldn't matter what we did in the legislatures. It wouldn't matter what, what the president did and it wouldn't matter. They, they got the idea from that, that they could just undo everything we did. Okay. Let's now go back. Let's start with 2013. There's a no. They've been holding up through a number of means, including, uh, filibustering every justice that Obama tries to put forth, holding up some of them up to two to three years before McConnell's finally forced to give some hearings here and there. Um, uh, Chuck Grassley, along with McConnell, stands up and supports legislation that would lessen the number of justices on D.C. circuit courts, which is – on circuit courts, particularly the the one in the district, which is known as a breeding ground for for justices to move up. But they wanted to lower the number of federal justices on these circuit courts because they knew that if Hillary won or with Obama still there for another couple of years, that we were going to be able to put on – justices uh right. that would that would not rule in their favor always that would actually be justices. Okay, they failed on that. Right. Here's what they did do. They they abrogated all tradition. There's something called a blue slip in the past where home state senators, and I said at the time Democrats should start ignoring what the Republicans were doing because we knew they would do the same to us. But of course we were being the nice people. Right. It, it was a tradition that if you if you nominate a justice the home state senators, whoever they were, Republican or Democrat, had to both submit a blue slip saying they approved or the justice would not go forward. Meaning
1: the, meaning the state the justice
0: is from. That's correct. Just the state. So it's North Carolina and there's a, a Republican senator or it's you know the, the, the justices from North Carolina or Florida, whatever. It doesn't matter what state. There's a Republican senator. They would refuse to submit their blue slip. We respected that. We never should have. The minute Mitch McConnell took over the Senate, never respected any of our blue slips in the slightest. OK, so. That's the second thing they did. Third, um, uh, and, and and we've already mentioned they've tried to lower the number of justices on the court. You come to two thousand sixteen. Uh, remember all the, the all the yelling and screaming more, more recently, especially Ted Cruz and, and and all the others who are so patently full of shit. Well, what if it goes to the courts? We can't possibly just have eight justices when there's uh you know when when there's a. Uh, uh, you know, when there's a presidential election, you may remember they were comfortable changing the size of the Supreme Court for a full year in 2016, so as to not let President Obama put someone on the court. They were just fine making it. So now the court wasn't didn't have nine justices. The Supreme Court for an entire year of its existence only had eight. Are you going again, John? Nope.
1: I popped back in on the real one, so I didn't know. It okay. Good. It's like <laughs> I can't do this again. <laughs> no. no it, well, it claims <laughs> I'm back. Myself, keep going. Keep going. I feel like I I'm I'll just like, call in again. Don't worry. It's, it's like
0: a Groundhog Day here.
1: And now a word from our sponsor. With so many changes
0: going on in the world nowadays, it feels like every day there's something new, John. Double but there's same. one thing you can count on. It's that looking good makes you feel good, and we could all use a little bit of that. Indeed. If you have <laughs> under eye bags, dark circles, or crow's feet, imagine they're gone, exclamation point, Oof. without making an appointment or leaving the house. It's called Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum. That visibly reduces the signs of aging in ten minutes and lasts up to ten hours.
1: Say it ain't so.
0: I, I mean, you'll know when you say it is the, so,
1: I should say. Sorry. <laughs> <it is> so. <laughs> yeah.
0: Once you will know this once you've seen the before and after photos on TV and social media. Add some confidence in your life, knowing you look your best, even if you're having a makeup free day. That's most days for me. Plexoderm goes on clear, so nobody will know you're using it unless you tell them. That's why guys like it. Guys like me. And Plexiderm works great with oil-free makeup. Today, you can try a six-pack, six-day Six-pack?
1: That's, actually, they ought to call it a six-pack to oh be kind of like
0: guy-ish. You know,
1: mm, yeah. thirsty. <laughs>
0: uh, you can try a six-day application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit www.buyplx.com slash voices. That's a lot of stuff to remember. Backslash voices. Oh, wait. It's backslash voices? Okay. But read the URL again. Let's try it again. www.buyplx.com backslash voices or call 800-685-1292. That's 800-685-1292 and give the code VOICES. Order today. Shipping is free and it's backed with a three-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with plexiderm. I forgot number 11 this time, John. Visit www.buyplx.com backslash voices or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout.
1: Did you know that the average American has 97 points they can add to their credit score and has no idea how to get them? Scoremaster didn't know that. that. Scoremaster is the new credit science that super boosts your credit score. Forget raising your credit score a few points—that's weak. The average (laughs) Scoremaster—I just like hold on—we need the—that's weak. (laughs) The goat screaming goat that's the average ScoreMaster user raises their credit score 61 points in 20 days or less 61 points say oh, your credit score was in the high 500s to mid 600s when you bought that new car if you'd gone to score master first and raised your credit score just the average 61 points you could have saved nine grand on your car loan and if you'd gone to score master before applying sorry cut you off doing your old oh, um if you'd gone to score master before applying for a home loan and raised your score just the average 61 points how many points cliff I believe it's 61. 61. Our listeners get, you could have saved almost 100 grand over the life of your loan. If you own a business, you know how essential great credit is from getting a loan to funding projects to financing equipment. Go to ScoreMaster first and see how super boosting your business credit score can save you a fortune. ScoreMaster puts you in control of your finances, not the banks. Enroll in a few minutes and see how many plus points ScoreMaster can add to your credit score. Visit scoremaster.com slash that's scoremaster.com slash offer. And now back to our show. So now you've got three
0: ways they did it. Uh, fourth, of course, uh, the fourth manner in which they did this um, was when, uh, they, as John was just saying, it was put out there. They claimed that, that beyond just not letting, Obama put a, someone on the court. They said, well, "Well, you know, the nine members of the court isn't sacrosanct," and they were right about that. It was tradition. It had only been a few times during the Civil War. I believe there were ten at one point. You know, it had been changed, uh, you know, here and there to but it's not in the Constitution. We respected it as tradition. Well, they didn't. They came out and they were said that a number of them, and John just mentioned John McCain among them, which is really a sad, you know, statement on his legacy. Were saying that if Hillary won, they might just never allow another justice. They'd be just fine with eight. So I've now, and these are four federal instances. Where, where, and you could take out even the blue slips because that was obnoxious. But they were ignoring—they're ignoring a tradition and being the dicks that they are. But three instances, if you want to say, mm-hmm. Grassley putting out a bill to change the size of circuit courts to benefit them, uh, Mitch McConnell refusing to put anybody on the court in 2016, and and all of them because and changing the size of the court to eight for a whole year, and all of, a, a number of their prominent voices saying that they would just keep the court the way it was if Hillary won. Now let me finish because. This is the coup de grace okay. in two states with Republican governors, and you know these governors well. They're they're the, they're the two of the COVID brothers, uh, Brian Kemp from Georgia and uh, Ducey from Arizona. Right. They passed legislation and changed the number of Supreme Court justices in both of those states because they didn't like the rulings they were getting, and they wanted to keep their, their – they wanted to keep a, a majority for their ruling. Right. So
1: there you have it. That's just the
0: last decade.
1: Well, they me – Put a finer point on what you said about McConnell. There was a video the other day of McConnell on, I think it was a, what's his face, Hannity show. And Hannity was talking about, I think it was Hannity was talking about. Well, you know, all of these justices, I mean, the reason Trump got to appoint so many justices to the federal courts, not just Supreme, all the other ones, is because Obama just dropped the ball and never got, Obama had all these hundreds of courts of justices he could have appointed that had dropped out, and he just got lazy and never did it. McConnell goes, (laughs) well, actually, I'm the reason he never appointed them. Right. And he admitted that he held up all of these uh, federal court judges from Obama for at least two years, at least two years worth, and just wouldn't pass them. Right. And you guys some go, some of the Trump Ooh. ones go back, I believe, to 2012. That the yep. seat's been vacant. For oh my God, years. they
0: kept them open forever, which so they were fine changing the numbers. But on that those was schools. fine. Yeah. And
1: by the way, no we should honestly. In,
0: so we never talked about it, but no you one know. should do research though at like CAP or a place that does this. On every instance where Republicans artificially changed the number of justices like they did with the Supreme Court in 2016, yeah. of yeah. various important circuit you know right. uh, and other courts, so that-
1: <laughs> actually, you're right though, Cliff. they did it. Not only did they cheat in 2016, they literally packed the court in 2016. right. They, they kept they kept a tie. In other words, they kept an extra conservative on the court in essence because they wouldn't have had a majority but Correct. they kept and, it and, a tie and, what they, and what they did is they
0: stopped and that stopped a number of things that because you need if everything stays the way it is if you have a tie you can't right. overturn something with a tie right. so they the ensured that whatever was coming through i mean yep. they have, and again this has been a long term project because like power in any country coming from a specific group of people and in this country it's rich asshole religious white guys um they realized that that they would no longer, if they allowed democracy to take place in any form with the exception of maybe 10 or 12 states out there that have a, that have a white and rural enough population, they would lose all semblance of power. Like, can they maintain their power in North Dakota and Wyoming? Absolutely. They can't even maintain it these days if there's anything close to honest elections in Georgia and Texas and places like that. So. I mean that's what we're – that's in the end what we're looking at. They, they took a look at, at the way things are changing and realized that democratically they were going to lose and lose big uh, if things were allowed to go forward in the way. So I mean that's yeah. what we're looking at yeah. here.
1: And again, I think – you know, but I think what is interesting with this cliff also is how effectively the republicans have played the media – and blown up this issue of, will he or won't he? Why won't Joe Biden even answer the question about whether he's going to pack the court? I'm using their language, you pack the court. So why would not he answer the question? Because Biden has basically said, you know, I'm not going to get into that now. We'll see what happens once they get elected. And, oh my God, he won't answer the question. Now, the media has been going crazy about it and the Trump people have been feeding it. This, what worries me is, this is exactly the kind of shit that's going to happen if Biden gets elected and he he gets into office. Every small little crazy thing, and mind you, it'll be crazy shit that the Republicans did and that Trump did. The, re- the Republicans are going to amplify it the way they do with Fox News, and the media is going to jump on board. And it's going to be a media-freeding frenzy like they did to Biden the last couple of days. Why won't he answer? Why won't he answer? Why won't he answer? And you're like, why won't Trump tell us if he even has COVID right now, if he tested negative? Why won't Trump well, show us his bleeding taxes? Here's what he, I would say. it's oh, a sad, God.
0: It's a sad statement. That I'm about to make, but that I have to, you know, we have to make. And it. it's it's part of what we're all seeing in polling and everything else, which is they're going to have a harder time doing all this stuff against a, a white Catholic guy from Scranton who actually acts like a white Catholic guy from Scranton. If he was a white guy who acted like John Kerry, the heir of John Kerry or Mitt Romney, They'd have a much easier time, yeah. uh, that you know, on their channels doing foot pop. Yeah. If he's a woman, yeah. they're, they're going to have, for obvious reasons. The thing about Biden is, is that all the stuff, and and again, think about these areas, like these white rural areas that we've talked about. Think about like white working class areas of the exurbs, where where Biden is outperforming Hillary Clinton in all of them, and the amount of shit these people have ha- have had. Piped into their communities to get them to believe every conspiracy, the fact that Biden is at this point outperforming, uh, you know, outperforming uh, uh, Hillary by five, 10 points among right. many of these groups they target. It just tells you like, they, you know, again, there's other factors there. It's not just and sexism. You and, know what? And their let's persona.
1: want to segue. Let's segue into the main topic today, which are these polls. Sure. It's yes. funny. I feel like we've been podcasting for an hour because my damn internet dropped for 20
0: minutes. <laughs> well, oh we actually I have almost been podcasting for an hour. I just don't know that the people will hear right. all
1: Well, I'm going to edit and we're going to find out if Cliff was actually talking to you or talking to his cats. Um, Either not, way, the jokes, hurt. Hurt. I think they were good considering they were off the top of my head.
0: I, I want to <laughs> say it's not my best material, but I do think like I, I added some value Well,
1: there. they were practice at best. <laughs> um, no, so let's talk. So the reason I want to talk about the polls Okay. First of all, let's put our caveat out. Not even the caveat. Let's shoot down the caveat because it drives me nuts when people go, don't believe the polls. Okay. We're not idiots. What I mean is all of you. You're not idiots. We don't need to tell you, don't believe the polls. Make sure you vote. Make sure you tell your friends. Make sure you donate to campaigns. We all know that. Everyone lived through 2016. But, 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 but. The polls are so much better now than 2016. The New York Times – and I'm Cliff, I'll throw it to you for some of the specifics. The New York mm-hmm. Times actually has an analysis they do on their polling page where they show, A, what the, the average aggregate of the polls are in each state – you know, broken oh. down, uh, this year and b- meaning look at like five of the recent polls. So you're not, I'm you might
0: by the way, copy and paste some of that and send to me because I refuse to subscribe to them. So. Oh, okay.
1: oh, that's funny. Okay. Well, well what was here. really neat. What was neat about it is the times not only does that, but then they've got a second column, which is let if the polls are off as badly as they were in 2016, how much would Biden be ahead? And he's still way ahead in most of the states. Correct. So that's the, that's the neat thing. And the other thing is, if they're going to cheat, they're going to cheat, right? If they're going to steal, they're going to steal. If they're going to try to throw out absentee ballots, they're going to try to throw them out. We need as much of a victory as possible to overcome all the stuff they cheat. Therefore, it is important that Biden has a huge poll advantage right now, or and even in states that are tied. Somebody asked me the other day, well, wh- wh- you say Democrats are surging, but all you did was say they're tied in Georgia and South Carolina. And I was like, we're tied against Lindsey Graham? <laughs> we're we're almost know, tied against Cornyn in Texas?
0: That's, I'm not sure who said that, but we're like, you know. and it, it was, it's it's somebody on Twitter, you know. Well, yeah. no, but whatever. It's not just Georgia and South Carolina. I mean, I could do a Howard Dean here and start screaming them all out.
1: <laughs> Alaska, Montana, even Texas. Well, no, but tell people, even the ones that it's tied it's hugely important that South Carolina with Lindsey Graham might now be a tie. Right. That is a democratic surge.
0: Right. And, and, um, Texas. Larry, Texas. If it was Cook or Larry Sabato. One of them uh, <laughs> earlier last week moved it to toss up absolute toss up South Which Carolina. One? Okay. Yeah, they no longer even giving it lean Republican. It is an absolute toss up. Um, the the you know, and, and I didn't look at all of the ones, I looked at the ones that came up this morning. They moved the special election in Georgia to toss up. That's the one where we have Warnock, um, the, the awesome pastor, um, who is running and he has been surging um the fly in the ointment. Joe Lieberman's son has been crashing, is down three percent, which I yeah. fucking love. Yeah. yeah. And at this point, Warnock, if you combine the two Republicans, he's leading both of them combined. Yeah. And the beauty of it is because each of them to get into the next round, it's like a fucking reality show, although our lives are these days, uh, to get to the second round because the way Georgia voting works is jungle primary. Um, you need, uh, if the if somebody gets above 50%, it's over, which Warnock is not far off at all, by the way. He's a couple of points. Matt Lieberman should get the fuck out of the race, but okay, I'll stop there. But Collins and Loeffler are doing our job for us because each of yeah. them wants to be in the So they're beating the shit out of yeah. each other. Yeah. Uh, Loeffler, I think, is at 24, and what's his name? is uh, And I think um, Collins is at 21. So they're at like, combined like five uh, 45%. Warnock's at like 47. I know it's a margin of error, but still enough for you know um, what's-their-faces, for Cook, to, who's very conservative in the old, more respectable sense of that word, not radical fascist, but cautious, right. moderate that kind of sense uh, they you know, they don't just switch things. They're always very cautious and they switch that to a toss up. Um, it'd be incredible if Warnock won that night because then we don't even have to go into a runoff. I get more worried about a runoff because then we got to get everybody to turn out. Um, Although I think that that's become less of a problem with Democrats.
1: When is the runoff? Like the beginning of December? I mean, the
0: same day? Be, Al- I, I believe it's December. I have to look it up. There's always a chance it could be the beginning of January. Yeah. I think it's December. Um,
1: look, Jones, I'm calling him Al Jones because it's Alabama Jones. I sound like I sound like Donald Trump. Well, remember with a uh, Microsoft yeah. or Apple or Joe Apple? What did he call Tim Apple? I don't know. <laughs> Thailand. Tim, no, Tim Apple, I remember well I know, Tim I mean, Apple, what he meant uh Tim Cook from Apple. Tim just going Apple. through
0: various things. Thailand, Yosemite. That was Thailand. my point. Yosemite was pretty. Yo! A, my family are Yosemite.
1: Yo, Semite. Um, so any case, no, but but I guess my point too was not my point too, my point was. This is really good that you are having a discussion with us about all of these states that we should not even be competitive in, let alone toss-ups. <laughs> <laughs> um, that means Democrats are doing great. Now, would, actually, what, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. let me throw this to you, though. But doesn't toss-up – isn't toss-up still really dangerous because what if we lose all the toss-ups? Then we don't win the Senate. Um, no, because no. as of okay. right now – I'm double advocating our, you, yeah.
0: Oh, no, and you should. Um, as of right now, they ha- we, even if we lost them all, and the ones where they have us up um, would be enough for us to win the Senate by one or two votes. We are now expected to win Maine. Uh, we're expected to win Colorado. We're expected to win Arizona, and Arizona. we're expected to win North Carolina. Okay. Um, and and if those we were- are all pickups,
1: right? Correct. Meaning and if, we're we were to do that,
0: yep. if we were to do that and win the presidency, we would have 50 and the tie-breaking vote.
1: You've been listening to a free excerpt of the unprecedented podcast to hear the rest of the show and hear all of our past shows and support our work as independent media. Please go to patreon.com slash unprecedented podcast and become a subscriber for as little as $5 a month. You can have all of our old episodes, see all of our zoom interviews and support the great work that we hope you think we're doing promoting the democratic and liberal agenda. Thanks so much for joining us, folks. See you next episode.